Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Dennis Kozloff. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. All right, anybody who came here for the first time, would you please raise your hand? Wonderful. We greet you. Please, after the meeting, come introduce yourself. Come introduce yourself and let's talk. The reason I ask is because we are finishing the series of messages that we started a number of weeks ago. So, but don't worry. I think this message is kind of a standalone message and it's even good by itself. <clears throat> it's important. But in general, uh, just a brief review, we've been doing a series called Joining God, meaning how do we join God in what He is doing today? We, if, if you came to the church for the first time, or maybe you just recently started coming here, right up front I want to tell you that we believe that God still does stuff that He does in the Bible. I mean, there are Christians who believe that He used to do stuff before and He kind of retired and went to Florida. <clears throat> we don't believe that. We believe He's still here. He's still actively involved in people's life. Not only so, we believe He wants to use you. To do his work on this earth in this place and that was the series the, the series was dedicated to learning how can we learn to find out to understand to detect to to see what is it that he's doing and to join ourselves to his work because he actually wants us to join him so uh, so if you're interested and if you haven't been here for the last several uh, Sundays, you can go to our, on our website and listen to this series. But today I'm finishing it and uh, I'm finishing it and do we still have a handout in front of people? So if you haven't been here, you have a handout right in front of you. It's either blue or yellow. So the last point on this handout is basically what I'm going to preach today about. And I'm going to read this last point to you. You come to know God by experience as you obey him and as he accomplishes his work through you i'll read it one once again just listen follow the train of thoughts here the last uh, you come to know god experientially when you obey him and when he accomplishes his work through you let me tell you something there is no other way to know god in such a practical tangible way there is no other way the only way is to let him work through you and accomplish something significant through you in this world to do his work and that's what I want to talk about <clears throat> and I want to start with the scripture John 17 4 Jesus is praying he's talking to God he referred to God he never referred to God as God he always referred to God as my father my daddy my dad my, my father he always claimed this intimate knowledge here's what he's saying he says I glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do I glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do it basically encapsulates the whole series that we've been talking about 
There was a work that was given to Jesus as a human being to do from his father and he made sure he has done it all. And he said when he has done it all, the glory of God was manifested. So when the work of God is being done through his people, God is glorified. The glory of God is being manifested. What does it mean? What does that mean that, the, that God is glorified, that the glory of God is manifested? It means that God becomes real. God becomes reality for people. The scripture compares the glory of God to the shining of the light. And you know, the light is such a thing that it can shine with a different degrees of intensity. It can be very dark, it can be somewhat uh, dark, it can be somewhat lit up, and that can be very bright that you might require some uh, eye protection. Have you ever been to Fleming's? A restaurant, some of you have been? Never go there if you don't have money. It will make you broke. It's a very expensive place. But it's a weird place. I don't know. They serve the best steaks and the best everything. But if, as you enter, there's like almost total darkness in there. Have you noticed that? Like people pull out their phones to read the, the menu, you know. So places can be dark. You know, for the first time ever, I experienced total 100% thick darkness here in the state of Ohio. Have you ever gone to caverns? It's an amazing place. It's wonderful. It's a natural formation by the underground streams of water, those caverns in the uh, solid rock. And you go there and they, they make different tours available. And of course, they, they equipped it with trails and with lights. But at a certain point, they bring you to a point when they, they just ask you, ladies and gentlemen, please now don't move. Get acquainted with your surroundings because we're going to turn the light off for a few seconds. Keep your eyes open. You will experience what real darkness is for the first time in your life. I thought, what are you talking about? Everybody knows what darkness is. And they did it. And I saw what darkness is. You keep your eyes open, wide open. You bring your hand that close to your face. You move it. You see nothing. Once again... The glory of God is compared to the light in this world. This world can be a very dark place. Today, Wes was praying about America being a place that we love so much. And we, we see that it's kind of going away in a sense. You know why? The light is diminishing. The glory of God is not obviously manifested anymore to the degree that it used to be. So, but in, I, I've been to different parts of the world, and I can tell you that in general, the light is still here. It's not total darkness. It's not total darkness. What today, uh, Seth said, well, Lord, it's a gloomy day, but the glory of God is still here. Let me tell you something. America today, that's my impression of America, of this America that I know. I don't know many different parts of America. I know this America. It reminds me of a gloomy day with an overcast sky. I mean, the light is still there. There are still very, there are many good things here. There are still people who have held high values, good godly values. There are families, there are good family relationships. It's still there. But, you know, like in a gloomy day, you step outside and you don't really see where the, where the sun is. I mean, it's kind of diffused evenly and it's kind of dark. And that's the situation today. So every time someone 
experiences God personally, learns what God is trying to do in this place, and he steps out in faith, he takes the risk, and he lets God to work something through him, through his words and actions, the light begins to shine in that moment. Let me tell you something. This is the calling for you and me. The only reason the light diminishes today is because you and me are not doing what we're supposed to do very often. Let me read you a scripture. I remind you the scripture that you all know, but I remind it to myself, I remind it to you. And this is not an accusation uh, thing, okay? I want to stir up a good sense in you and me so that we would, we would, we would reevaluate re our life and we would become intentional about shining God's light, okay? The, the scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Listen to this. Jesus speaks to his disciples, but you can totally apply it to yourself. Jesus speaks the same things to you and me. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. The light. Nor do people light up a lamp and put it under a basket. But they put it on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. You are the light of the world. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You see what's happening here? When, when you let your light shine, the glory of God shines through you and people begin to glorify God because He becomes real to them. You are the key link in this chain reaction. And because you and I are the key link in this chain, the disconnect happens often in this link. That's what Jesus, basically, this is an exhortation to properly steward that light. But there's a, an important thing that I want you to notice here. He starts with this, you are the light of the world. So to the world, it looks like you are shining but then if you read carefully he says you're not the light you have the light it's important to understand he says you're the light to this world you are the light but then he says now deal with your slide with with the light that you possess properly don't put it under the so it's not you it's you and the light that has been given to you, that has been entrusted to you, that you have a possession of, that you've been given a responsibility to steward properly. And that deliberates you. There was a, there was a problem with, with Pharisees during Jesus' time. They thought they were the light and they tried to shine. And that's the same problem that happens to many Christians today. And actually encouraged from many church pulpits. People are encouraged to be the light. You are not the light. To the world you are, but in and by yourself, you are not the light. You have the light. Let your light shine. Do not put it under the basket. Am I, am I, am I, I don't know. I'm not too hard with you, right? All right, good. You're, you're like, you have a thick skin. Good. Nobody's feelings yet hurt. Good. All right. It's important to know you have the light 
you have the light. Hi there. You know, so many Christians, they try to do good works of their own device, by their own efforts and strength. They try to be billboard for God. And yet they fail miserably. Because you can't. You are not the light. To the world you are. But you have the light. The, some of them, you know, some of those Christians who try to be billboard for God, they have a great willpower and they have a great self-discipline. And they're talented. And that's the worst combination for a Christian. So I'm so glad that my willpower lacks significantly. Because I know what the grace is and I know how to receive it and how to give it. Those people who, who have this perfect combination for a Christian failure, great self-discipline, great willpower, and great desire and zeal to serve God and to manifest His glory by themselves. When they do it by themselves, they, they seem to do a good significant work in the name of the Lord. But let me tell you something. I know a lot of these people. What they hide from you, they are depressed. They are depressed. They're stressed out. They're burned out. They're, they, they, it's not fun to be there. I, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I personally participated in Christian ministries and organizations that run by this mode. And this is not what we're talking about. This is not what Jesus is calling us. He says, hey guys, you're not the light. You have the light. Let your light shine. Okay? When you understand that you are not the light, but you have been given this light, it becomes a game changer. Well, when Jesus came to this earth, he was shining brightly. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, it, maybe it was a similar situation to America today. Because America is a very religious country. Church is, a church is found on every corner, right? But it's still kind of, you know... Reality of God is not shining. So when Jesus comes, there are synagogues everywhere, but He's shining their light, the brightness of God's presence and His intangible goodness. So my question is, Jesus is the model for us. He would never, He's a model for us to live a way that will allow the glory of God to shine. He has done every single thing that God wanted Him to do. He never failed to know what to do. What is the Father's will and how to do it? My question to you, how in the world he did it? How he never failed to know and to do the will of God? And the answer is, he always, he was always rightly related to his Father. He was his beloved son. He always acted out of this reality. He constantly practiced fellowship with the Father because his relationship with him was unshakable. He kept saying this, the one that you call your God is my father. You think he is not working, I see him working. So he constantly claimed this intimate relationship with him, unapologetic about it. You would say, well, this is Jesus, this is not me, this is not us. It's like, it's like you would compare like top-notch athlete in his prime shape to a kid who has cerebral palsy and you expect the kid to do the same thing as this athlete would do well if you think this way that means that you have been indoctrinated by some religious teachings that are far from the gospel listen to this 
Everything that Jesus has done on this earth, he has done as a human being. And when he accomplished the redemption, he has made this reality yours. You can claim, as bold as he did, that God is not just God of the universe. He is your heavenly Father who is intimately involved in everything you do, who is interested in everything you are interested in, who is involved in your life. Would you, would you expect an employee of an organization, when he has a personal trouble, to call the CEO of this organization and come to his rescue personally? Would you? No. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, let me show you a picture. Do you recognize these people? And the next one. Yeah. Our bishop is acting like he knows things about cars. <laughs> He's trying to look confident. No, what's happening here is, what's happening here is uh, we, we had this meeting with Wes, uh, Neil and I, and we were in the restaurant and then we said goodbye and Neil was giving me a ride so he was taking me home in his minivan and we already got on the road we started driving and all of a sudden he got a phone call and he said dad I left my headlights on and it drained my battery and my battery is dead can you come back and jump start me and of course you know Neil made a u-turn came back and you know started messing around with Wes's car we rescued him why in the world did it happen? Is it, did it happen because Neil is a pastor of this church and Wes is a member? No. Did it happen because uh, Neil is a boss of this place, a uh, senior leader, and Wes is an employee? Why did, the, did it happen? Yes. Thank you, Jason. A plus to you. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, guys, the gospel is that the, 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 the personal intimate relationship that Jesus had with his father, daddy, is a gift to you. And you really, 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 really need to appropriate it. Because that's your light, basically. Before you can let this light of yours shine to others, you need to let this light shine on, shine on you. Any kind of darkness, and what is darkness? Any kind of depression, accusation, self-accusation, self-deprivation, any kind of just loathing yourself, despising yourself is actually a sign of darkness. So you need the light of this gospel, the gospel of adoption, the gospel of sonship. Shine in those corners, dispel this darkness so that you would be free like Jesus was. You would be bold and audacious with God like Jesus was. He's your dad. Yes, he runs galaxies, millions of galaxies, but for you, he is your daddy. I, I think I totally got myself off my screen, but who cares? You're listening, I'm speaking, it seems to be working. Good. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so... <laughs> As this light shines to you, it begins to shine through you. Dennis, can you stop being so cryptic about this life and speak plainly? I am already started speaking plainly. Let me read the scripture to you that speaks plainly about this light that you've been given. And you are to steward to this world. You are to, to let it shine to people. It's found in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Listen to this. 
for, for what we proclaim is not ourselves. Aren't you glad? We're not, don't worry. I know you, you, you have flaws. I know you're not perfect. I know you think you're a big billboard for Jesus. I know, I get it. I am a worse billboard for Jesus. But I do have the light and I preach not myself. I preach this Jesus of mine. You do not have to preach yourself. You preach this Jesus of yours. He's way better than you are. That's fine. That's good. So by the way, Neil being evil knows how to do good things to his kids. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the goodness of God. But God is good. He's good. So for we proclaim, what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. With ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's the only knowledge, true knowledge of God that has been made available to you and me today. Jesus is the ultimate revelation and manifestation of God's true character and nature. And this is the light of yours. And this is not a small little light. This is the light of mine. No, this is a bright light. <laughs> the light that you have in you, just you, is enough to dispel all darkness from the Clark County. And if you join forces with me, Neil, and us, amazing things can happen. Because this is the light that we have. This is the light. We join God in shining the light. He's in the business of shining the light and saying, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let all lies go away because the light is shine. All right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> so my main point is this. You have been given the same unshakable reality of God's favor and love towards you. And this gift is called the gospel of grace. The gospel, the gospel is the ultimate shining of God's glory. Do you dwell and abide in this radical goodness of God's grace manifested to you through the gospel of grace? What is this light? The answer is plain here again. The gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The only true expression and representation of the very nature and character of God. Jesus Christ. When Wes was singing today that the roll was, I mean, the stone was rolled away and the, Jesus has risen, I exploded. I started crying because this is true. This is true as a conclusion. I want to bring us back to the final point that I started with. We come to know God by experience as we obey Him and as He accomplishes His work through you. If we take it if we take this as a true and valid statement, the, the important question is, what is this work of God that He's doing today? I kind of raised it in the beginning, I'm raising it again. What is the work of God that is being done by Him exclusively today? 2 Corinthians, the answer is found there again. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. It's a lengthy passage, but listen to this carefully because it really encapsulates your Christian living, your call, your, your call and my call. For the love 
of Christ controls us because we have concluded this that one has died for all therefore all have died and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died and was raised from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh we regard him thus no longer therefore there are a lot of therefores here therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come all this is from God who through Christ here comes the crunch point all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that is he explains it in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation God reconciled this world to himself he does no longer count people's trespasses he doesn't find fault in people he doesn't find it in you and he doesn't find it anymore in your neighbor who is not a Christian yet God is fully has fully reconciled with your neighbor but he doesn't know that he needs the light to shine into his life and whose job is that yours I mean when you keep sitting here on your blessed assurance I'm sorry the light is not shining I mean I know you have goosebumps when we sing it's great but goosebumps are not gonna are not gonna do that are not gonna cut it you, you're not gonna come to know I mean knowing God as a reality but goosebumps is a kindergarten level it's great it's wonderful I love goosebumps I love all kinds of sensation in my body when I worship just wait till you open your mouth and begin to tell somebody how much God loves them just try it just try it just try it please just ask God God give me a person to speak of your love to speak of your acceptance to speak of your gospel to speak of your G of your son Jesus Christ to speak of his blood being shed for them and their sins are not being counted against them anymore to speak about you not not being in at the war with them anymore are you getting my drift <laughs> so therefore we are ambassadors for Christ God making his appeal through us we implore you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God for our sake he made him sin who knew no sin this is the gospel in one verse for our sake he made him Jesus to be sin who knew no sin he was sinless he was made sin so that we might become the righteousness of God that's your light you are the righteousness of God say with me I am the righteousness of God some of you were not very confident when you said that because you're still trying to pull things off by yourself Jesus pulled it off 
He's the, he's the foundation. And that's your light. That's not you. You need to let this light shine to people. I mean, Dennis, you were not very specific. I was super specific. That's a lame excuse. The light, you and I, we've been made stewards of this light. We can pray forever about America going to darkness. But if you don't open your mouth, if you don't take a step of faith and start talking to someone or doing something to someone that would express this light, the place will keep going to, to, to darkness. So it's, it's, it's your responsibility and my responsibility. But it's, it's not a drag. It's not a... <laughs> it's not a ministry it's life you enjoy God as your father who doesn't count who doesn't find faults in you who doesn't accuse you who accepts you and receives you uplifts you and encourages you fills you with his strength and power and sends you in this world so what God has done he has already reconciled the world with himself what is he doing now He's helping people to be reconciled to Him. How does He do it, Neil? Through you and me, through us. When we're willing to take the step of faith, open our mouth, and share the light of the gospel of the glory of God to other people. Uh, I'm done. Thank you very much. Oh, Neil wants to come. put you on the spot okay but could you just give an example of this like from your own life or from someone else's uh yes yes okay well i <sighs> to give an example yeah uh at my work for example a person started sharing with me how his daughter was diagnosed with some strange illness yeah the doctors cannot find out what the problem is and it's it's almost like a cancer and the daughter is like a little infant mm -hmm. and I said so the doctor said they can't do anything and he said no I said I think you know I know somebody who can do something that's that's God do you believe in God he said well generally yeah there is someone out there <laughs> I said let's let me talk to this someone up there for your uh, pray for your daughter right now so we prayed for his daughter, and the next week I talked to him, and I said, what happened? He said, all the, all the symptoms went away. Praise God. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't get the points connected. He's like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it worked, maybe it doesn't. But I know it worked. Yeah. So it, it's, the thing is, you, just like I said, this light, you need to, here's the thing. Some of you are religious. <laughs> And I'm really, everybody's religious, come on. It, it, we've been indoctrinated by religion. We need to learn this light, dispel even religion out of us. Amen, yeah. You know, was it religious act when, 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 when uh, Wes called Neil and asked him to come and fix his car? But it's the essence of prayer, basically. Yeah. Isn't that's that? A, that's exactly right. So, yeah. do you dare to call god of the universe your daddy your father do you dare to involve him in every single little tiny thing that you do vika is a little kid my my victoria you know my little daughter when i had my first of my two children uh we we ourselves were children so we had no clue what we we're doing when we became parents <laughs> so i remember i treated them differently 
And I, you know, my, my bad, my mea culpa, as they say in, in a Catholic church. So uh, I remember when my daughter was little and would, he would like to, she would like to come and share something like she was involved with. And I was doing something that I consider to be important. So this is important. This is not important. I was irritated, right? Today, when Victoria comes to me and she wants to, to show me something on a, on a cell phone, like some kind of a cartoon or something, I put things away. I want it because it's important to her. She's important to me. I get involved in what's important to her. Do you understand that? That's good. That's what means to be good. God is good to you guys. So you, you need to learn to experience God as your father in That's the good. context of the gospel of yeah. grace. And then you shine this light to others. That's good. And sometimes it can be action. You can give money to people. Yep. That's the gospel. Yep. That's the light shining. When somebody needs money to, 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 pay, to pay the bill, he always asks for money. Uh, <laughs> when somebody doesn't have a bill to pay and he has God, God, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be evicted. And mm -hmm. you feel the nudge to give like $200 and that's exactly what they need to pay the bill. Praise Isn't God. that the, sh the, 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 the light shining? Amen. It is. Yes, that's right. Words, actions, yeah. That's good. All right, awesome, Neil, you, you started yeah. me preaching again. Yeah, I don't want to do No, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's, yeah. Amen. Thanks, Dennis. Hey, by the way, I'll do the same thing to you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.